Here we are again, Chris. Living Room 101. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> is it? <laughs> and, um, it is, yeah. It is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's us back again. Um, and um, good week? Uh, busy week, busy week. I moved. I'm in a new recording studio this week. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, quite busy, but, but I'm, not, I'm not complaining. Do I sound like a complaining? I hope not, because I'm not. So how, how was your week? You, you've gone quite sort of high high tone with the I'm not complaining. Like, yeah. you know when sort of people say, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. No, yeah. no, I'm not stressed. No, I'm not stressed. No. no, no, I'm not stressed. I'd be less stressed if you just let me get on with my work, actually. That's what's yeah. stressing me. It sounds a little echoey, so I'm imagining an empty flat. It's not really empty, but it's a little bit. There's no carpet. Um, I've ah, got my rug. Yes. I've got my rug in, but um, yeah, mm. at the moment there's not. I mean, there's a fair amount of stuff, but I think I need mm. another another rug for my recording. Well, we apologise. We apologise slightly for the sound bounce. You're apologising on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> no, heaven forfend such a thing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I, I'd like to apologise for the sound bounce, everyone. I'll um, yeah. Should I be putting like a pillow over my mic or something? <laughs> what to uh, to smother it? Do you remember when you were at your mum's and you tried to do the whole podcast under a duvet, but then it was too hot? Yeah, that maybe was awful. I, maybe I should do that. <laughs> I got really overheated. Um, I had a interesting um, week. Basically, I'm out and about on the trains more, yeah? Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I go via London Bridge. <laughs> and oh, yeah. This, yeah, and there's this one bit um, on the platform where I get my train. Uh, it's a little vortex of kind of mask, weird mask behaviour. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and I saw this couple um, getting off the train, yeah? Yeah. Um, and they were parting. Um, yeah. One was going one way, the other person was going the other way. Yeah, and, but that's um, sort of, I sort of, um, I sort of, yeah. That's what happens in a party. <laughs> yeah. And um, um, all sorts of parties, hair, rivers, it all works that way. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, they kissed each other as they were sort of um, parting, and, uh, but they didn't remove their masks. Oh, come on. Surely not. Surely not. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, they were, that's horrible. Like, yeah. Just, I mean, I was like, what? They're a couple. Why would they? they so obviously they, they don't. They really don't want to break the rules. But listen, they don't want to break the rules on a number of levels. They don't want to break their own private rule, which is we never part without kissing. But they also yes. don't want to break the rule that you you keep your mask on at all times within the Transport for London system. I suppose they were playing by the rules. Um, yeah, in in the sort of letter of the law, weren't they? I but it was crazy. I, I mean, it was yeah. it was an outside bit of the station as well. It was outside platform, you know. Mm, um, mm, I'm not. Mm. I'm not. I'm not saying that you should take your mask off and outside bit of the um, train station. Um, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I mean, a kiss isn't really a kiss unless the lips make contact, is it? And not in my book, unless it's an air kiss, of course, which might have been yeah. the better option here. Oh, it would have been so much better. I um, think that's just a hug situation, isn't it? Yeah, just hug, hug it up. You see, episode one, we were talking about greetings rituals, and here we are, yeah. episode forty-nine, still talking about it. It's nearly a half century. Yeah, a half century later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
then the uh, on that sort of uh, depressing note, um, mm. the other thing that I've <laughs> witnessed in the same place, it just feels like a Bermuda Triangle or something of mm. of weird mass behaviour because there was an elderly, actually she wasn't that old, but she was walking with a stick um, lady who was sort of challenging a younger woman who didn't have a mask on. Ah. Um, a, she she sort of laid her hand on this person. Oh. Um, and then B, leaned in to tell her to put a mask on. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just thought, yeah. Uh, yeah, come I on. I quite you're, nailed you're that. You're vulnerable, <laughs> stick lady. Like, I know yeah. you're angry because you're vulnerable, but don't go taking risks, especially not with an unmasked citizen. Um, well, don't go taking risks to try and in the process of mitigating your risk. You know, that that seems to be, mm, like, especially misguided behaviour. Um, yeah. <laughs> before we get straight into it, can I just... I th- I th- you said the Bermuda Triangle, and I just suddenly thought it was worth... It's worth just chatting about the poor old Bermuda Triangle because it's had it had wicked PR late eighties, early nineties. We we couldn't mm. stop talking about the Bermuda Triangle. It was on TV. You were worried mm. about it if you ever had to fly to Disney World or somewhere in that area. You were you were worried about it. You might I hate having it. to fly to Disney World, don't you? <laughs> it's all well. I tell you what, it's great to be there, but the flight's awful. Because you're worried, you know, <laughs> you're pretty certain you're going to get sucked into the Bermuda Triangle. Ain't nobody chatted about the Bermuda Triangle now for yonkers. It's gone out of fashion, hasn't it? It's gone in right fact, out it's, of it's it's kind of gone into the Bermuda Triangle, hasn't it? Oh, you know, yeah, maybe it went into Living Room One Hundred and One inadvertently, well, right, without us knowing, sort of. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it maybe kind of what it is. In there. But yeah, exactly. And then Living Room One Hundred and One kind of took over. Maybe it was the pre yeah, Living Room One Hundred and One, um, Living Room One Hundred and One. I think we could call ourselves the new Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Why the not? new Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. For a rebrand <laughs> for our 50th episode. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, let's get into it, man. So, Who's going um, I think I will, if you don't mind. Go for it, man. Okay, thanks, man. Um, it's H's that are secretly doing two jobs. Okay, go on. And it gives me anxiety, and it's only recently that I've kind of worked out what it is. So I'm talking mm. about those H's that hide in the middle of a, of a word, and mm. instead of just doing one job, they secretly have taken on a second job. And I'm talking okay. about, I mean, the one that really sort of always catches my attention is the H of Southampton and its cousin Northampton. Because that H wow. is both the H of South and it's the H of Hampton. Yeah. But it's pretending so, not to be. Well, I suppose it's the sort of signature of a um an overworked letter that yeah. it sort of that it does its job, you know, and it's so busy. It's so busy in its job that it doesn't shout about it. I don't think it's pretending, really. I don't think it's actively pretending to to do the two jobs. I think it's just so busy doing its two jobs that you know, you're not going to hear it shouting about it. No, I know. I disagree. I think it's being a bit dishonest because that word, it's like, well, all right. Well, maybe I should just, maybe it's, you know, not right to accuse the H. Maybe I've got to take this as a, as a common sort of crime, you know, and just say to the whole word Southampton, all the letters, gang, you've, you're scrimping here. We need another H because uh, do you really want me to say Southampton? 
or do you want me to say Southampton? Mm. You know, mm. because the way yeah, you've presented you it to me, I should be saying Southampton, and I know you mm. don't want that, but you're you're mm. too. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't want to be flinging around accusations, but you're either too stingy or you're worried about being too long. You've got image problems, but but there should be mm. another H in there. Mm. And, and I you know that, there um, are other words out there that are shivering, you know, shaking in their boots because they can't remember them right now. But, you know, this isn't just a, a, a small problem confined to the Hamptons north and south. I don't know. I think that, well, A, I think that, like, I don't agree that it's being dishonest. I really don't. I think it's overworked. And, you know, to, to actually say that about the H that's doing two jobs, two jobs H-E, it's just like a bit kind of cruel in a way because there's an H, there's a letter um, just beavering away, yeah? Mm. And, um, you know, you've you really sort of been gone in quite negative on him or her. Well, I, and, think, um, you, I think you are being quite naive because I think what we're looking at here is the Cain and Abel of uh, uh, words, letters. Really? I think it's murdered its brother. Really? Well, I don't. I don't believe that there was never. I don't believe there was. It was always one H. You know, you might be right. I don't don't think. I don't think Southampton would have risked being called Southampton and Northampton. You know, Mm. I mean, actually, do you know what? If you don't put it in, that's what I'm going to start (laughs) saying, and you'll have to hear me say it. I'll say, "Oh, um, did you watch the Southampton game?" I'll be up for that. (laughs) Yeah. You know when like um you have like a merger between two companies, yeah? Oh yeah. Um and um what often happens is that you'll have like one person, I don't know, head of HR, something like that, mm. um uh who does the same job as that uh, of their counterpart in the other company. You get a merger. You yeah. kind of got to work out who's got getting the boot, yeah? No, it's like the office. A little bit. It's David Brent and um you know, it's yeah, the yeah, Brendan yeah. office, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so in a way, like David Brent and the Swindon office, those two, they're like the H's, aren't they? Because I reckon it was two separate words. Obviously, it must have been two separate words originally. Yeah. 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 And then and then when you've had the merger, David Brent and, and your man from the uh, Swindon office yeah. um, have had to, you know, battle it out. And one yeah. of them has lost. Um, yeah. yeah. But who, I mean, who would you wager? Like, is it? I I think that South, mm. um, that that company, like David Brent probably, mm. like has stayed, has been able to stay in the job and they've got rid of um, H from Hampton. Yeah, I do too. Very much so. Because for that reason, we yeah. don't say Southampton. We say South, mm. we do say Southampton. But if we had to mm. lose one of the H's, it would be the H from Hampton. I think, I think yeah. we all know that. I just think it's yeah. not fair on places like Littlehampton, for example. You know, right. Littlehampton is just being honest and upfront. It's using all it's little. It's the word little. Yeah, and it's the word Hampton. You know, but but in that merger, there wasn't a head of HR and little. You see, and they they thought, oh, brilliant, we can have a head of HR. There was like a, a sort of split because Northampton and Southampton. They were obviously both called Hampton, and they were like, mm. hang on, hang on, hang on, we're Hampton, and they're mm. like, all right, well, listen, all right, listen. We're, let's just go our separate ways, but you become Northampton and we'll become Southampton. And Northampton's gone, okay, that's cool. So two words, yeah, Northampton. Southampton's gone, do you know what? Would you mind if we squished the words? Northampton's gone, well, you've got a better football team, so that's fair. 
Um, mm. You know, it's going to affect your branding and stuff. And the Premier League is worth a lot of money, so we'll go with what you say. And mm. um, I think I think I really blame Southampton. Yeah, you're going in really negative on on these Hamptons. Um, it's it is odd, isn't it, that you've got like Southampton all the way down there, and then Northampton's just this random kind of mm. Midlandsy bit. Yeah, it's not very north. And, no, it's not north at all. And then it's, um, like, um, it's like West Ham being the the football team from East London. That, that is, still doesn't sit well with me. No, no, exactly. Yeah, I mean all these. I mean, I suppose they're all massive, like sort of hangovers from earlier times, aren't they? Um, yeah, it's a lot of earlier about, times in this country. It's true. <laughs> sounds like you've got going to be arrested imminently. Someone's yeah, my new recording studio's right next to a road. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Um, um, well, okay, what I want you to put in is dishonest H's. I just want them to say, all right, listen, all right, we, we admit it. We should be two H's. We're trying to do the job with you yeah. know, fewer H's than we need. We hold our hands right. up. Southampton's now spelt with two H's, although that would be terribly ugly, wouldn't it? Oh, dear. Yeah. I've just actually um, probably imagined that. And no, that's made me nervous. No, it would look it would look really weird. Um, but I'm just trying to. On that note, I mean, do you know of any words that have an honest H? Um, so those H's, I don't know. I can't think of anything where you've got two H's together. Nobody's doing that. What about place names? Um, um, Tallahassee. No, Tallahassee. <laughs> I got a double H. <laughs> 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 yeah no it doesn't it doesn't it's got a double l a double s and a double e but only one h yeah even tallahassee's not doing it <laughs> um, you know what i mean if they're not doing it then there can't be any in existence yeah i keep thinking of like things like hula hoop but that's no Tallulah hoop no there is there is one there is one. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. well we need to i don't think we're ever gonna have get it now but so we should tweet it if there is one people maybe could tweet in you never know yeah go on tweet in just do it just do it yeah why not yeah just do it just tweet, tweet it in. in so you want me to put this you want me to put dishonest h's into living room 101 please so would it be Southampton? it'd be Southampton. From now on, if you don't put this, if you don't make H's become more honest. I've got a dishonest H in my own name. My name is Chris. <laughs> not It's not mm. Chris. What is that H doing? I mean, honestly, Tom. No, no, look, there's a lot of dishonest H's going on. And I just think it's no. time someone stood up and said, no, sorry. And it's in my own name. Do you know what I mean, that is so brave of me to confront mm. this issue well i was you know I'd, i'm very admiring of your bravery there yeah well, thank you um <laughs> i'm afraid i'm not going to put it in chris and here's why um i like the uh, anomalies in language yeah i like it i don't think we should try and standardize everything all right you know and you when the um, fascist well i don't know you've been very negative on that h and it's just overworked it's just it's doing its job it's it's working really hard Doing two jobs, and I think we should applaud that. I think that's that's admirable, and mm. and you know it's been tried before to to regularise um, English um, 
if you've read the B- Bill Bryson Mother Tongue book, you know, it's um, yeah. Yeah. it was the Institute in America that tried to do it. And we've now got this anomalous kind of hybrid version and where you've dropped the U's from color and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know, that doesn't, as, is it better to have no U in color? Yeah, but it's not, on, it's not English better. has been standardized a lot. You look at Shakespeare and there's all different spellings for things. Like we, had, yeah. we have standardized to a degree and come on, it has been useful. Well, you mean look at that kind of that terrible example of usage of the English language, Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're asking me to do? Yeah, but Shakespeare didn't ever even spell his own name the way that we spell it. I know, so he was, you know, oh, come was a on, that'd be confusing. That would be confusing. So no, it's not gone in. Yeah, all right. All right, I get it. I get it. I see. It's a bit like you know my dojo. It's like you're like Chris. I think you should have a plant in there at least. You know, <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, okay, I get it. I think just I for think oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What what are you serving up? I'm serving you up a three course meal of passive aggressive yoga. Okay, it sounds interesting. Go on. So. We all know, you know, we've been taking walks in the park um, all all over the summer. You know, we had lockdown. Uh, there's a lot of exercising happening in the park now. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of public exercising, really exercising yeah. happening outside because people can't be inside doing it. They Makes have to be outside doing all that. Not running. Yeah, you no, know, those actual like stretches and lunges in the park. Mm. Well, we can get to that. But okay. like this, so passive aggressive yoga is happening quite a bit, and. Um, what this is is a particular kind of breed of um, exterior exercising, where uh, usually by the in, by an individual, um, and um, they seem to like. I, I live relatively near um, Greenwich Park, and so we take a walk in there, yeah. and it's got a lot of undulation. Um, oh, right. It's actually got a Roman villa that they excavated on Time Team, which is accountable for, which accounts for one of the humps in Greenwich oh. Park. Well, why? But, um, why? Why does it account for one of the humps? Is that the villa, the hump? Well. Well, there was the foundations and the villa was on top, I, I gather. Um, but they did find a bit of mosaic, I think, oh. a mosaic floor. Um, wow. Very wow. boring, isn't it? Like often the ruins of a, a Roman villa, Sorry. very dull. No. There might be a little bit of, yeah, there might be a little bit of mosaic. That's pretty much it, though, unless you're in Pompeii or Vesuvius, you know what I mean? Oh, I've been to Fishbourne Roman Palace, where you can actually have a look at a lot of mosaics <laughs> and, the, um, and the hypercost, you know, that heating system they had under, under the floor. God, I need, I need to get a fishbowl in Roman Palace. I've been to the wrong places. And actually, I'm totally uh, going against, because I've been to uh, Vindolanda, which is a fort on the Hadrian's <laughs> H- H- Wall. And that, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I've I bet, been there, but I bet it is. Yeah, but anyway, in, like a lot of the time, it's just a home of grass, you know, and you've got to imagine the villa there, you know. So that's what it is in, um, in Greenwich Park. Okay. But invariably, on the top of that hump, Lording it over us mere mortals is is a lycra clad, um, passive aggressive purveyor of yoga, and um, it's just it's really annoying because it's sort of it goes against the whole the whole ethos of yoga. Yeah, like if you're going to do yoga, then do it you know on your own in your house, like meditate with it, all that kind of mm. package. You know, it's all about sort of you know being really relaxed and. Um, you know, at one with at one with yourself and nature. You don't go out and show off about it. Do you know what I mean? And like Wait, these, on. aren't they just being at one with on. nature because they're out in nature? 
why do you have you to be nature in your no life. chris chris why do you have to be on the roman villa hump yeah the most prominent spot in that whole mm. vicinity mm. yeah okay and then and then there's the roman villa hump then there's the lovers walk um bit and they'll again invariably be someone on atop lovers walk doing um salute to the sun you know which is very lungy and like you walk past you go oh man you know i I know you can do it yes you're doing the bit like where you put your hand up and like salute to the sun and all that kind of stuff you just think oh there's downward facing dog um (laughs) and i just it just it just stresses me out i mean i guess it's because like i think i should be doing that kind of exercise myself i feel uh, kind of inadequate going past or something and but yeah well now if i was doing it yeah we could be getting to the nub of the problem here no couldn't we well, the nub of the problem but if i was doing it i would not be lording it over everyone else in pretty much like if you're on the top of if you're on the top of uh, lover's walk you are broadcasting to a probably a half a mile half square mile radius around you there's a massive you know you can see that person doing that yoga from from a long way away um okay so, so that's some questions from the defense. What? So you are saying it's passive aggressive because it's because it's up high on top of the Roman villa. Yeah, I mean, are you actually just saying it's passive aggressive because they're good at yoga? Like, if they were bad at it, would you be all right with it? <laughs> well, it'd be funny, wouldn't it? It'd be funnier. Um, I just wonder if you shouldn't seek peace within, and if we're not see if you're not externalizing some inner shame at, at your poor <laughs> yoga practice and technique. Okay. Can you be bad at yoga though? Yeah, I'm bad at yoga. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it sort of like you just do it to your ability, and that's that's doing yoga? Oh yeah, but come on, isn't you it? know the good people, those good people that really can do yeah. all their moves in that. You know, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, these are the good people. These are the, these are on top of Lover's Walk. They're I, there I, doing it. I am. Um, I just like to say that I find the word lover one. It's a bit like sexy, isn't it? Like lover, isn't that just? Yeah, but that's, every time you say Lover's Walk, I'm just like having to like just recoil yeah. a little bit. Lover's <laughs> Walk. That is just awful. Yeah. Lovers. Who are you with? Oh, my lover. All right. All right. You know. Lover, yeah, but oh, it's um, uh, it's like a real Michael Bolton word, isn't it? Like it's from. I, don't the know, 80s, I think it's got, you know, yeah, I think it's got historical resonance. Myself, um, I think it's, I think it's <laughs> older than eighties. Uh, oh, right, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, um, you know, because that walk has obviously been named like like a long time ago, and um, yeah, I, like, I quite like that. This is the thing I suspect in the olden times, old days. Love and mm. walk just meant, you know, a walk for those who are courting. Now it's got that weird sexual undertone. I actually think it might be Michael Bolton's fault, you know. Really? How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? That wasn't that <laughs> good, was it? That was a bit off. No, How it's good. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? You come down a little key there didn't you yeah i just felt i, think I like that i thought it was good no. okay thanks I, I feel like the the, the love bit of lover needed to be a bit higher a little bit punchier but it seems like um, yeah. do you remember 30 something <laughs> yeah i feel like that was the kind of show that was all about lovers it was about people with lovers and it was all a bit 80s and sexy and like glistening and oily and just a bit embarrassing 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I mean, the word needs a rebrand, really, to bring it up to date, doesn't it? But it does. Well, but we I think in historical, you know, we can go back to the old days. I don't mind. I don't mind it if it just means, you know, people who are courting. But if it means people that are sexual partners, it just feels like, like I don't. I don't mean to like sex shame. Right? You know, that's, that's fine. I'm happy with sex talk. But lover is just it's too eighties a word. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, is there a word now that that sort of functions in the same way? Well, partner. I think partner. I know it's partner, but it's so kind of yeah, sanitized. Partners it? walk, could you? <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, I'll go there for a walk with my partner. We go like be boring. I'm going to do yoga on top of sexual partners walk. <laughs> um, do you know what it should be called? Oh, I mean, I can't deny that this would also be completely awful, but I feel like this is more what it should be, would be, Mm -hmm. oh, I hope you're ready for this, Sweetheart's Walk. Oh, I quite like that, yeah. Yeah? Do you know, like, that's, I think, what it means, doesn't it? You know, it's a little bit like cutesy, lover's walk, you know? Mm. Um, For me, the the word sweetheart is always um, wartime. Yeah, because a good night, sweetheart. Not necessarily. It's just that <laughs> your sweetheart at home, isn't it? When it was like the military, for my, me, oh, my sweetheart is is away. What? For me, it's more when a footballer gets married to the girl they met when they were sort of 13 at school, and then it was yeah. he married his childhood sweetheart. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Well, is it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad we've had that. Yeah. Talk. Yes. Um, so the yoga, I, I don't know. I don't know about this. When I um, was gr- growing up in Scotland, I remember like I lived in really suburban Glasgow and we were opposite a park. And mm. I remember there was one fairly older lady who would go out mo- many days to this, but, but like a park, not like Greenwich Park, not like Hampstead mm. Heath or like a big city park you know like a sort of Mm. small like playground and bit of field and a sort of football pitch like in a suburban Mm. area but this woman would walk out right to the one tree that would stand there and she would do tai chi under it for about half an hour but here's the thing she would walk to it backwards what yeah and then okay. she would do the yoga, the, the uh, Tai Chi, and then she would walk off forwards going back. I think she had to, it must have been something to do with the energy flow. Like, or maybe she had nice. to go, walk in one direction. But it was, um, it was pretty great, actually. I kind, Brilliant. Of, kind of enjoyed watching it because it was like, I would definitely be too embarrassed to go and do my Tai Chi under that tree in the middle mm. of a suburban small park. Um, <laughs> You know, fair play to Yeah. No, brilliant. I mean, and when you say, could you, how much of her walk could you see when she was walking backwards? Could you see the turn? (laughs) The world was no turn. Well, do you mean she's kind of homed in on the tree? Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like a big turn. It was almost imperceptible. Hang on, hang on. So do you think she... Flow, you know. Is she possibly coming... So are you saying that she could very possibly have been walking from her own house <laughs> yeah. to that tree all the way backwards? Yeah, I am. I, I suspect she lived like we did, like just on the opposite side of the road from the park. Okay. So what was the earliest you saw her 
I mean, did you ever see her walking forwards and then turn and then and then go no, backwards to the tree? No, no never, never. Because like our view of the park, you would just see her emerge backwards, going across. Emerge backwards. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you never saw her outside the park though, like uh, approaching the park to go to the tree. No, no, never, never. No, no, I never did. So it was- she wore like white, white, like robes, like Tai Chi clothes, like proper. Like she was, she was serious. Yeah. Brilliant. So, so what I mean, what I mean by that is that I would have noticed her, like at the shops, or like, yeah. walking forwards along the pavement. I'd have been like, "Oh, it's well, you would have noticed her." Yeah, because if she was at the shop counter, she'd have been facing you. <laughs> yeah, but I'd have been like, "Oh, Tai Chi lady is like my grand's neighbour." I'd never realised because I was never close enough to really see who she was. No, and um, I'd wager though she's turning at the park gate. It's something to do with the park energy. No, there's no gate. No gate. What do you mean? No, there was no gate. So, the pavement just went into the grass, onto the grass. Uh, there was no gate. Was no I'd say, I'm going to say pavement edge is where she turned. No, I think she came out the door of the house backwards. Wow. That's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was what really kind of good. Was it? it was really good. I only wish I knew. Medium mm. height, um, branches, a trunk, green leaf. Mm. Okay. Um, I've just finished reading a book called Hidden Life of Trees. Ooh, yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, trees talk and trees trees scream, actually, as well. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, when there's not enough water around, they get really, really annoyed and start screaming. Who who hears them screaming? How do they measure that? Well, it's really high frequency, but it's it's an actual sound (gasps) that they're making. So someone yeah. and then the other recorded that, like got got a little meter and gone. Them trees, yeah, screaming. It's a, it's on a, it's on a particular, um, what would you call it? Hertz, I think. You know, and yeah, you can yeah. measure it. And um, but think, it's um, it's sign- it's, it's signalling to the other trees that there's not enough water and warning them. And then there's these chemical reactions in the other trees, who and the other trees sort of prepare themselves um, that there's not going to be enough water. So how far can the scream travel? Because I imagine, like, I'm thinking the other trees in the park are like, all right, mate, we know we're in the same park. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that um, the effectiveness of the communication is down to, often it's down to how sort of ancient or undisturbed the forest is. So if it's like a recently planted forest that's been having a lot of churn of of trees, um, they don't communicate um, very well. But if it's like an ancient forest that hasn't been disturbed for a long time, wow. then they're all inter- they're all interconnected, and they're interconnected that way. They're interconnected in the roots by um, uh, basically by fungus, and like a network of fungus that um, carries the messages from one tree to another through the soil. Wow. Um, anyway, absolutely amazing. But I think maybe she's picking up on that Tai Chi lady. She's Tol- picking up very what? Sorry, Tolkieny that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Business, but it's but it's quite Tai Chi lady ish as well, yeah. isn't it? I think she's oh, probably getting them vibes. Tai Chi lady has definitely read that book. Bet she yeah. loved it. Was she like? Did you say she was relatively elderly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so probably one of the things in the ten now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still doing it. Still going backwards. Oh. And then um, <laughs> the other thing in the book, it says. Um, Elderly, they did some studies, um, I think it was in Germany, and elderly people are walking in forests. And if they were walking in ancient forests, their blood pressure would go down. Um, but if they were walking in pine forests that had recently been planted, didn't go down. 
No chance. That's mm. amazing. So this guy, who, who he's actually a forester who sort of manages a forest in Germany, who's re- uh, written the book, yeah. and he he hypothesizes that uh, the chemicals um, that um, are in forests, that are ancient forests that are communicating well, and actually that those forests are not under threat by logging or um, any other sort of invasions, like it could be like beetles or something like that, mm. um, are giving off like really good um, vibes to each other to sort of signal that they're, um, I mean, he calls, you know, he calls it they're happy trees basically. Mm. And he hypothesizes that, that people, when you walk in a forest that is in that state, you pick that up, you pick that sort of, mm. um, those, vibe. those vibes, up. but it's vibes, but it's also chemicals. There's actually chemicals in the air. Wow. And he, I think it's phytocides they're called or something like that. Um, that trees give off when they're happy basically, and they're not under threat. And so he hypothesizes that that's having some kind of beneficial effect on um, uh, on the people in these experiments that were walking in the in the trees. So it's that thing of like you feel happier and better when you're more connected with nature could actually be a chemical thing, not just yeah, yeah, exactly. a bit more relaxed because there's greenery and, you know, cows. Yeah. It's actual actual chemical reaction. Wow. So Tai, tai Chi lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cooking on gas. You should be on Radio 4, really, shouldn't you? <laughs> um, I, don't think, I don't think that story merited a Radio 4 appearance, but uh, we thank were, you for um, the sentiment. We were thinking of doing a Living Room 101 book club, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do it. Maybe after episode 50. <laughs> um, so you're going to put this in then, or what? I can't remember what it is, Tom. What is it? Passive-aggressive yoga. Um, passive aggressive yoga. No, I'm not. Mm. I think, I think it's about you. I do think that's about you. I think that the yoga people, you know, I, uh, they've got to be outdoors. They're saluting the sun. You can't salute the sun from a valley. Well, I suppose you can, but the sun's like, where's, what are you saluting me from down there for? Get up that valley. Let me get some rays on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be like, oh, that's a good stretch, that. I'll try that next time I'm doing my yoga. Yeah. I don't know why it annoys me. I just sort of, just the bright lycra, the extremeness mm. of the stretching, the, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, Have you seen these guys in um, in uh, in parks that are doing all this stuff with, like, rubber hanging off branches and stuff and ropes and things? No. I, uh, I'm imagining it, though. Is it that thing where you've got, you're kind of pulling yourself up on them, rubber yeah yeah things. oh so you have seen it <laughs> <laughs> no but i've seen it no what i've seen is i've seen it in gyms like i know what you're talking about but i haven't seen it in the park well there isn't trees and stuff in the gym there's trees in the gym <laughs> i also have said i've seen it in gyms i haven't been in a gym in probably 20 years i think do you know <laughs> where i've seen it i'll tell you where i've seen it You've seen it in parks. That's what you've seen. No, it. no, I haven't. I haven't. I saw it most recently. This isn't the only time I've seen it, but I saw it on the um, that documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg that all liberals have watched on Netflix within the past two weeks. Um, okay, and she, you know, even when she was like eighty-five or whatever, she was, she was, she did a workout every day, and so they filmed. And was she doing it with trainer? And she was, okay. she was doing it. She was doing it. Rubber things are hanging off branches. Not off branches. They were obviously attached to the. The ceiling. <laughs> the ceiling? Or in a gym? <laughs> well, I assume you can do it with rubber things attached to something else other than a tree, no? 
Yeah, but, yeah, but you sort of there's ropes going on, and there's like long, stretchy lengths of rubber all being tied to tree branches. Oh, I, I, <laughs> and then I, there's I like something else. I think you're talking about something else. Yeah, it's just it's all over our parks, and it's just really complicated. It's like oh. since lockdown, people have sort of contrived to do more and more obscure exercising. You know what I mean? What, what, are you saying that like the, of the parks people put these things up, or people are bringing their no. own rubber? No, they're bringing their own rubber. Um, it's mm. the personal trainers that are kind of having to do it all outside now, oh. and they've kind of got all this rubber out and ropes and. I mean, you know, I'm sure that the exercise that you're doing involving that apparatus, yeah, <laughs> you could do with just squats or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But because they've got all these kind of all this kit, it kind of looks like, oh, that's what I'm paying my money for because he's getting the kit out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, would you ever? Would you ever consider getting a personal trainer? Um, no, I don't think I would. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was rich, I might. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're rich, you yeah, like, spend your money on something, haven't you? Well, you do exactly. I um, I don't want to let like you know get really buff or anything, but um, <laughs> just buff. to be like super fit would be nice. But then I just think this is why I haven't been in a gym in twenty years. I just think it's just you just go for a run and like play some squash. Isn't that just the same? Mm. <laughs> play some squash. Ah. <laughs> uh, this is you. This is you down at Tito, isn't it? It's basically it's the dojo. Yeah, it's the dojo uh, aesthetic where yeah, you know, you really aspire to being buff <laughs> and um, streamlined and super fit. Yeah, but but actually, you're just you know, you you're in there yagging a a whole packet of kale chips like every night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And um, um, not quite getting to you to your buff. I'm, uh, I'm, ideal. Yag- I'm yagging them, am I? Yeah. What's that? Um, well, yeah, it's just a northern word for kind of eating really fast. Um, okay. It actually means oh, drinking. It generally oh, means drinking really fast, I, okay. I think, and I'm a, I'm misapplying it. Oh, I still um, like it, though. Okay, so I'm yagging them. I Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you're quite yeah. right. You're quite right. I just want to go for a run and do some stretches, maybe do some yoga, but only on YouTube. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to pay for a class, yeah. but not because not, not for the money, really, but just it's, it's efficiency. It's just inefficient. I don't yeah. need to go to a class when I can just do it in mm. my room, in my recording studio. Or, you know, or you can do it on top of a Roman villa mound. Well, that's true. That's true. Can you? Can I see any of the Roman villa, or is it all under the mound? Yeah, exactly. There's no Roman villa. Oh, left. there is no Roman not. villa because there's, no. the, there's a park in St Albans or a Verulamium, yeah. as us Romans call it. And um, <laughs> in the park, there's like in the park, there's like a tent. Uh, it may, no, it can't be a tent. It must be a permanent structure. But you go in. It's t- you know, it's fairly small. You go in, and they mm. um, there's a mosaic there, which yeah. they obviously yeah. under the grass in the park, and they don't yeah. want to like disrupt the park too much but you can go in they've kept the mosaic you go in you have a little you have a little look out you go back to your picnic um mm. yeah maybe go to the roman museum if you've been inspired yeah i mean i i i'm i loved pompeii when i went there and um herculaneum isn't it that's even better nearby but um but and, and vindaland is great mm. um you know, because the streets and stuff, you can see all that. Oh, it's Ooh, absolutely amazing. Oh, you can see all the street. I want to go, please. 
Yeah, it's brilliant. Have you been to Pompeii? No. What? It's brilliant. <laughs> no, to Pompeii. Why haven't you been? I don't know. There's this even better one in Libya that my mate's been to. You have roofs and stuff still left. But anyway, um, point being, it's great. That kind of Roman ruin, absolutely amazing. Mosaics leave me cold. They leave me cold. They're just a little bit of mosaic floor. Oh, I just don't like it. Where's your imagination? I know. I mean, look, I love history. I love it. But there's got to be something tangible. I hate kind of having to say, well. You talk about it has to be something tangible. That's what they walked on. Yeah, but it's just a bit of it, isn't it? It's just not enough for me. I don't know. I mean, that mound in, in Greenwich Park, I, I took Stan to see it because I remember reading the um, panel um, way before Stan was born. I was thinking, oh, God, I'm sure you because we had a Roman's book with with flip-out flaps, you know? What, before and, Stan um, was born? <laughs> <laughs> no, when Stan was born, we, had, we, had a, we bought him a Roman book with flip-out flaps. Yeah, yeah. And he loves it. You know, he loves it. And he's, yeah. do Romans do this? And he, 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 he goes, um, so when he's, when he's having his tea, for example, he'll, he'll go and lie on the kitchen floor and he goes, I'm eating like a Roman, daddy. Oh. Um, and it's brilliant. So he got well into it. And um, I thought, brilliant. There's a, there's a, there's a Roman ruin in Greenwich Park because I remembered about it. Yeah. Going there ages before he's born. Went there, just a mound of grass. And he just wasn't, you know, yeah. obviously no, he just thought, why have you brought me to see this? You that's know? not cool. You're going to take him to St. Albans? Just some blokes stretching on top of it. Um, I haven't, um, but we're going to do all that. We're going to do all that. It's brilliant. And we're going to sh- I'm going to show him all the kind of the history stuff. And he's so enthusiastic. It's amazing. I mean, I'm Aww. waxing lyrical here about we're getting a bit off a tangent, but um, just <laughs> you're gonna, um, briefly. You're going to go Fishbourne? Yeah, I'll go Fishbourne. <laughs> yeah, Good. I'm there. What was it called again? Fishbourne Roman Palace? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I'll be there. We took yeah. him to the Maritime Museum the other day. Oh, yeah. And like he was just, he was just, <laughs> said, look at this ship. Look at this ship with all the reading. There's like a kind of model of a ship. And he went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> everything we saw, he was like, ooh. Look at that, Daddy. And then he was like running around. Look at that. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> it was like a stuffed uh, snow fox. Which I thought, oh, he might, he might be a bit sad. He was just, oh, it's a fox, Danny. Look, it's a fox. Oh. So brilliant. Anyway, um, mum. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So yoga's not gone in. No, sorry. Oh, um, okay. Have we got time for a quick one? A quickie, yeah. <laughs> um, I really think that this has to stop, please. Um, the expression you hear this a lot in, in football, but I'm, I'm sure it happens in other stuff. Um, talk about his fellow countrymen. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You've 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 heard this. Is this familiar to you? I have. Could could you give me a, a sentence in a football context? Yeah, absolutely. Um, here we go. Uh, and Willian passes it out to. I've got to think of another Brazilian now. <laughs> Who's <not? laughs> okay? Jorginho. And then he was at Chelsea. So Willian passes it to his his fellow countryman Jorginho, and they attack down the right. Every time yeah. it gets me. Okay. Fellow and are they, countrymen. So that you don't yeah. need so those two words. His countryman is his countryman. What do you mean his fellow countryman? What, why oh, say okay. his fellow countryman? Mm. It just annoys me every time. It's a superfluous thing that has just become what people say. Just say he passes it to his countryman, Jorginho. Mm. And so you're not objecting to it, you know, them flagging up that they're from the same country. No, that's fine. Okay, it's just so. So, is it a kind of ATM machine? 
<laughs> yeah, it's an ATM there. machine pin number. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. what it is. Yeah, I, I just it, it's just annoys me in the way that what was the one we had? It's it's fellow is the backpack on countryman. It's not necessary. Countryman doesn't yeah. need to carry fellow on his back. It's just no, it's it doesn't. Like, it's like the sound of fellow countryman. Some might say that countrymen uh, should just walk around unencumbered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like that. I don't see why yeah. countrymen has to wear fellow as a backpack. Are we in that territory that um, that we brought up before of um, that person's changed their name by deed poll? And you don't need to know that it was by deed poll, yeah? <laughs> but it's just attached itself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know now, now people can't say somebody changed their name without saying by deed poll. By deed poll, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't, you can't do anything with aspersions but cast them. You must Indeed. cast aspersions, you know. So yeah. we're in that same territory. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. I am. So it's another, it's another example of one of those, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you, I mean you, uh, there's a slight, like, subtext of accusation there that maybe we've covered this. No. But it's a new one. No, I'm leading up to, I'm leading up to saying, I'm leading up to saying that's going in. If it's another one of those, oh. it's going in, isn't it? Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. No worries. Oh, that's been annoying me now for quite a long time. And it only this last couple of weeks, I was like, oh, I need to put it in. I need to put it in. And now I yeah. don't need to hear it anymore. And I tell you what, I'm going to love it. The first time I hear a commentator say he passes to his countrymen, and I think if Tom hadn't put that in Living Room 101, I'd have just had to have heard fellow countrymen again. Exactly. And, and that's a backpack that's been, that's been getting a free ride for so long. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's you know, a backpack on Countryman, but also like I've been wearing it as a backpack for a few few months, I think. You know? Oh, you've been saying it? No, no, it's just attached to me. I felt the weight of the backpack. I see, know? yeah. 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 Well, that's a good note to end on, Chris, actually, because um, it? It, was, um, it was getting quite a sort of um, negative episode in a way because they weren't going in, were they? They weren't no, flying in by any no, means. But that's all right. You know, I like that. You know, I like it to be, I like it to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're a tough, tough crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Um, let's yeah? wrap it up. Um, okay. Then. Are we allowed to do a shout out to another podcast? Go on. Um, the the scratcher. They've started talking about ghosts. They've had a rebrand. I think they might change their name. Something to do with ghosts. But okay. um, yeah, that is very good. Welcome to the scratcher. It's called. Now I'm going to say, I'm going to say goodbye. I'm I'm going to say, yeah. Did you just scratch your beard there? I felt I had a <laughs> real scritch. I was hoping for just. I'm going to say goodbye, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Goodbye. <laughs>